Hello, listener, and welcome back to Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast for episode 3.5, where we're going to wrap up the second half of Conan the Barbarian with a part two. Once again, it's myself joined with co-host John and special guest host Taylor Bukite. Now, listen close, listener, because if you haven't learned what is best in life, then buckle up, because you're about to learn it firsthand. So much theatricality in this. Why is she carrying snakes? Why is she yeah, holding them close? She looks cold. so scared. She's carrying snakes. Oh, here they are, uh, getting ready to crucify him on the tree of woe. Oops. <laughs> Oh, man, that's fascinating. I will say about Interstellar is that it is, and everyone's heard me say this many times, but it is seriously one of the only movies or things that I've watched or read or enjoyed. Media that I have consumed that's made me regret my path in life. It's like, why aren't I an engineer? (laughs) You know? I don't know. It's just crazy, man. Everything about that movie just speaks to me. Like, I love the scene when he goes to the parent-teacher conference. Yeah. And it's so cute in a way because, you know, remember John Lithgow, or Lithgow, um, you know, his, the dad, the, uh, the grandpa, I mean, he uh, tells him, like, you know, now remember, she's a young single lady, like, and he's like, yeah, what is that supposed to mean? He's like, well, you got to repopulate the earth. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you go there and it's weird because you watch that scene and you're like, oh, my God, like, she's aware of the fact that he's a single dad. Like, he's aware of the fact that she's a single woman. And it almost comes off as, like, she's sort of trying to impress him a little bit, you know, because she was seriously entertaining the idea of that concept. And maybe I'm reaching here, right? Maybe I'm reaching, but uh, but it seems like she's trying, but then she's like, well, I, I have my duty to, like, the teacher thing, so she kind of puts her foot down about the textbook, about, like, the Apollo moon landings, and she's like, it's a good piece of propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, propaganda? <laughs> useless machines (laughs) I love that whole scene right because it really paints the picture because you don't know how far in the future it is really but you can sort of assume that like John Lithgow is like our generation maybe even you know a little uh, younger generation maybe but and that and that uh, Cooper Matthew McConaughey's character is like our children's generation um but and it really paints a picture too of like the sense that, uh, you know, things have freaking changed, and they're talking about how they can't even grow weed anymore; they're just growing corn. And then there's that scene in the uh, when uh, the daughter is older, um, when Murphy is older and he's vi- she's visiting her brother at the house, and they're having dinner, and everything is a corn product. Like they're eating cornbread. They have like corn on the cob where they have like just corn kernels like yeah. everything is corn they don't have anything else that's all they eat yeah probably have a lot of bourbon <laughs> <laughs> yeah that movie made me think a lot about death just in general like the, I don't know. what do you mean well, I, I think probably any time I think about, like, the universe, I think about death. 
but I don't want to give away too much, though. So. John, you want one? I'm good, thank you. Taylor? No, I'm good. Fine, I'll have my third one. <laughs> you didn't finish your first one. It's all backwash, Dustin! It's like that much in there. It's warm! <laughs> I bought them, I'm dumping them oh, out. <laughs> um, I sort of am the same way, because you start thinking about like the grander picture, right? Yeah. And you're just like, I'm nothing. Yeah. Like the, life, the world is going on without me. Yeah. It's kind of weird, because I've heard a lot of like new grandparents sort of say that it's one of the strangest feelings ever seeing your grandchildren for the first time because, you know, with your kids, it's like, oh yeah, these are my kids. Like, thank God. Like, you know, I sort of get a carry on in them. But then when you have grandkids, it's like, it's kind of weird because it's like, life will go on when I am gone. Yeah. But it's also like a strangely comforting feeling too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's so strange. I don't know. But I get the same way when I start thinking about the universe and I start thinking about all that stuff. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. The lifespan of a human is nothing. What about you, John? I agree completely, actually. I do love the scene where he eats the bird. <laughs> or he, Well, he just kills it and then drops it. But as far as physics and all that, that's way over my head. That was one of my favorite parts about going to the movie was on our way back, you know, Bailey had all these questions. Yeah. Like you were saying, you yeah, were talking Allie to Allie was... about it. Well, it was the same thing. Well, like, why was it so long on the water planet? They were only yeah. there for a little bit. It's like, well, time dilation. Yeah. Gravity affects time. It affects the passage of time. Well, what's yeah. what's relativity? That's our biggest thing is that sometimes she'll just be like, I just don't get what relativity is. So yeah, I always try to explain it. so confusing. I always think about it in terms of driving. Yeah. Like, you're it's on... It's like that scene in Cosmos. Remember, in the original, where Carl Sagan's like, Carl Sagan's like riding a bike, and he's like, yeah, but if I were to ride this bike at like, the speed of light, I would be able to like see myself go by. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's all perspective. Essentially. It's perspective, and that's what I say. I said I f always felt like relativity is the wrong name. They should just call it like perspectivity. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all about your perspective. Uh -huh. Because everything's relative to each other, yeah. and like. <laughs> nice. Do you guys remember the website You're the Man Now Dog? I, yeah, I've noticed that every once in a while. <laughs> I've showed people that. Yeah. It's just uh, Sean Connery and it, like in tiled backgrounds. Going, You're the Man Now, now Dog. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot though. I mean, no, no, but that's not it though. They make other ones. Oh really? Yeah, they make oh, other yeah. like What's loops. GIFs. They make other loops. It's all on. You say GIF? Yeah. GIF. I say GIF. GIF, I've heard GIF. people call it GIF. Yeah, well, that. technically, the creator of it, GIF came out and said, it's GIF, guys, like really? peanut butter. And so there's uh. these different camps, like Will Wheaton is all about the GIF, right? But, hello, it's been 20 years. <laughs> it's called the GIF now. Yeah, I guess there's no, never any word that we've sort of just adopted and started using it in a different way, right? I mean... It's not like it's going to be foggy out later. Might be a little <laughs> foggy, though. <laughs> that was the worst joke I've ever heard. Look at this terrible writing. That's because it's not writing. 
<laughs> yeah, Alia really doesn't like watching movies like Interstellar because it really, like, space really freaks her out. A lot of people say that to me. Yeah. Which, I, mean, I had a I dream, know. I had a dream after I was, after I watched Interstellar that I was in space. And, like, maybe I was on the space station or something, and I don't remember what I was doing, but all of a sudden, I started falling towards Earth. Like, well, you know, zero gravity when you're in orbit is, yeah. it's not technically zero gravity. You're in a state of constant free fall. Yeah. And, but what it was is, like, all, my mind became aware. It's like, oh, I'm falling. But then it wasn't, like, constant free fall, like, orbiting around. It became I was falling directly towards the Earth, but I, my back was turned, and it... I, it and I was just like, oh my god, like, and I freaked out, and I started, like, screaming in bed, and Bailey's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I fell off my bed and everything, like, it was so terrifying. Wow. And what really freaked me out in the dream, too, wasn't the fact that I was just falling towards Earth, but the fact that I was falling towards Earth, and it was giant. Like, it was just so freaking massive. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Well, I don't think I would ever go to space. I don't think I ever will go to space, but... I think like that, like sometimes we'll, we used to go look at the stars, like lay on a blanket and look at the stars, and Allie would always feel kind of like dizzy and like freaked out because you don't really know what's out there and it's it's yeah. pretty terrifying to think about it. The infinite. Yeah. Yeah. But I love looking at the stars. Me too. I'm the same way. It's really, for me it's like peaceful. We just had one of the best meteor showers. It always peaks around my birthday. Huh. Unfortunately, it was kind of too. Uh, the moon was too bright. It was clear skies though, so that was cool. But you could see some meteor showers, but Dude, yeah, look at this scene. These little demons <coughs> running around. Yeah, that's clearly hand-drawn animation. Yeah, that's cool. This always reminds Imagine. me of Berserk, at the very beginning, like when the you know his brand lights up and the demons come out for him. Imagine that, though. Those artists, like, went frame by frame after watching these people, yeah. like, swing their fists and stuff. He's crying. So she sacrifices herself to save him. So a lot's happened. That Conan got caught, he got crucified, they brought him back, but he was dead, and they took him to the priest wizard, and uh, he did some sort of spell to bring him back to life. And I think she offered her life, so like they're going to go on another mission, and she's going to die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's but. interesting about those last couple shots of the clouds is like it's it's clearly daytime. They just have like a red lens yeah. over it. And a lot of movies back in the day like Blue and, Lens. Yeah, they yeah. would do blue lens for uh nighttime. Because it was so hard to shoot movies at night you couldn't oh, yeah. see anything yeah. back then. So they had to find a way to kinda like trick the viewer into thinking it was It night. worked pretty well, I yeah. always thought. And uh, I remember watching Nosferatu. Yeah. It's like clearly sunny. <laughs> but uh, the blue kind of like, at least makes the illusion of it being night. So, But pretty smart of them to like come up with that. Come up with that. 
That's what I love about movie making is it's just... It's just like, how do you get one up on the viewer? Yeah. You know, it's like... It's just so fascinating of an art. Mm-hmm. I love it. I hate that it's all going the way of the computer. Yeah, me too. Well, like, as a kid, I used to make a lot of movies, and, like, we would always try to find ways of, like, doing our own special effects. And none of us knew, knew how to edit or anything, so, like, we would make our own sound effects, like, like uh, make gunshots by hitting... Uh, a hammer to a wood, a piece of wood, yeah. and you'd like find things to put underneath the wood so it'd make like the right kind of sound. sound. And like I remember watching, because uh, me and John Finkley would, uh, we really liked Saving Private Ryan and we made like, yeah. a lot of war type movies. Yeah. And watching Steven Spielberg as like, uh, as a kid, he made a bunch of movies too. And just seeing like what he did. They're on the beach now? Sorry. That's okay. And seeing what he did. Yeah, just super interesting. And, like, those tricks that they did, like, people have done that for, like, you know, decades and put it on the big screen. Yeah. You know? Like, one thing that he did to make it seem like he was being shot at, uh, they would run through sand in all their military gear. And as they're running, they had, like, sticks in the ground that you couldn't really see. And they would step on the sticks, and it makes it look like like the, a, like the bullet hit the sand. Oh, that's so smart! And like, yeah. yeah, just those little tricks make the movie seem so much more real. Yeah, which is super cool. God, it's something so simple, but yeah, so genius. I love that stuff. I mean, that's just what makes it. So many people are like, oh, I don't like to be spoiled by you know. I just want to watch the movie and enjoy it. I'm like. Yeah. To me, like, a movie is almost like a magic show. It's like, I just want to know the tricks. Right. You know, and so many people get after me, too, because I can appreciate a low-budget movie, mm-hmm. especially if it gives you the illusion that it was a big-budget movie. Right. And you can't tell the difference, right? Like, I always talk about the movie Moon, yeah. which is clearly a low-budget movie, but the effects in it and just everything is just so fascinating. Have you seen Moon, John? Uh, it's been a long Moon time. Moon is great. Oh, we might have to watch it on the podcast sometime. But it's too good of a movie. We probably yeah. Yeah. just watch it. We should watch it though. It's really good. It's Sam Rockwell, yeah. Kevin Spacey yeah. does voice acting in it. Oh, okay. And it's literally just it, what it is. Essentially, is like the future where a man has like a work base on the moon, and they draw a lottery to see who works it. And um, this is all in the trailer, so. I'm not spoiling anything, but they draw lottery to see who works it for three-year stretches. Okay. And the movie starts, like, right at the end of this guy's three-year stretch. And obviously, it's like, right at the end, so what's going to happen, right? And it's just fascinating. Like, they go out onto the surface of the moon. Like, some of my favorite scenes are when he's driving the... When he's driving, like, the... Yeah, the... It's like, uh... Like this... It's like a harvesting. Makes me think of Dune. Like, the harvester is on Dune. Yeah, and it's out there, and it's, like, shooting all the moon rocks out, because it's sifting for the helium-3. And so it harvests the helium-3 and then shoots all these moon rocks out at the top. And so he, he's, like, driving through it, and it's crazy, because it's, like, foggy almost, but it's because of all the freaking moon rocks and dust, like... And the lighting is so good, because they used miniatures. Yeah. Like, oh. they, so they had real lights. Yeah. 
See, and I I really like miniature. Stuff. Me too. Like, like Star Wars. Yeah. And just like well, I always think about the certain of the Death Star, like how good it looks. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like uh, I was gonna say in Victoria, that uh, museum in Victoria. Oh did God! You go to that? Yeah, I have pictures of it on my Instagram. It's awesome. People like, always look at my those pictures I posted on Instagram because I tried to take them like a like a. I wasn't like, here, look at this miniature thing. I tried to take it like, here's a scene in real yeah. life. Yeah. And uh, so many people are like, oh my god, like, where yeah. was this? What movie is this? What is that? I know, and it's miniature, like. Oh. Yeah, Allie always makes fun of me because I, I have like this affinity for like. Oh, I love that well stuff. Anyone who's ever played with Legos should. Know. You know what I mean? Like. John, if you ever go to Victoria, you need to go to, there's a museum there downtown called Miniature World. It's awesome. I went as a kid, and we went to Victoria one time uh, when I was like 20, and uh, I don't know. I'm, it's awesome. I like the World War II scenes. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I have a lot of the World War II scenes in there. That one. that one's cool because it like lights up, and I, I yeah. like the ones the landscape where it's like cliffs. Yeah, and stuff, yeah, and they have like, like the little trees. Yeah, that one's awesome. That is. That was a bad one. But but yeah, uh, that was a bad one too because you can tell that one's a bad That's one fun. too. I don't like any of those fancy ones, but I really like that one. Like that looks That's real. A cool shot. Yeah, that is really cool. Like, that looks freaking real to me when I look at that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Is that the planes one? Yeah, so that's yeah. down below. That's, like, the boats. Yeah. And those are the planes. Like, so. Yeah, look at that. Oh, okay. The airplanes. And those are the planes. Yeah. Like that. That's my favorite picture. That one's awesome. Like, it looks real. There's yeah. rubble on the ground, yeah. for God's sake. In L.A., there's a... What do they call that restaurant? Planet Hollywood? Yeah. And they had a bunch of miniatures for movies, and it was really cool. That one's a good one, too. And there's a tank in the water. Oh, that's my favorite one, actually. That one's awesome. I think I've seen it. And then the rest are pretty bad. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, look at the detail. <laughs> okay, don't go too much further. <laughs> <laughs> Were you getting nervous? Yeah, I was because I didn't know when they ended. What are you gonna What are you gonna hide, Red? It's my honeymoon. <laughs> oh, Those God. were my honeymoon <laughs> pictures. <laughs> Here, Whoa! Hey! All right. Honeymoon. Speaking of which, in the orgy scene, the one of the best scenes, I do love their uh, their urban uh, camouflage. Camouflage, yeah, it's so cool. I like how she's just like lubed up and like chained against a giant pillar of marble. Like, <laughs> what is this? This is the suit. They're cannibals. Oh. So these people will get eaten? No, these people don't. They're gonna eat the people that are in the soup. Oh. So when they stir it, you'll see like arms and stuff in there. Yeah. See, like there's a hand. It's not that obvious for whatever reason, yeah. but see, she's That's eating the fingers. Obvious, yeah. <laughs> That's one of those things that it's hard to like emphasize. You know what I mean? Like hard for the filmmakers to emphasize that. So 
they clearly like told that woman, make sure you take a bite out of that <laughs> finger so that everyone can see that you're cannibals. Yeah. I like how Subutai says, so this is paradise. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody's doing anything. They're all just like laying around. And then he's sitting all rigid-like, trying to turn into a snake. Oh. oh, there yeah. you go. There are some practical effects. Yeah. <laughs> Frame jump change. Cuts, yeah. yeah, jump cuts. See, like, nothing's happening. They're all just, like, laying around. I know it's supposed to be sexy, but in an orgy, like... Isn't there, like, shit going on in orgies? Like, look, those two people are sleeping. <laughs> Can only go for so long, right? Now that, I bet you they had a mask. They stretched it out. Yep. Real cheetah. Is that... I think that's a jaguar. Jaguar? Jaguar. Jaguar. Where's the jaguar from, Taylor? South America? I'm impressed. A lot of people are like, Africa, rat! He turned into a snake now. <laughs> there you go. I love the music here, too. Because this reminds me of how the music carries out throughout the whole thing. It reminds me of like an old school video game. Like it really reminds me of like something like Final Fantasy, where you're running around and you're stuck in the same spot over and over and over, and the music's just repeating. Like so, if you were bad at getting through the game, the music was on for like four hours. Yeah. You know, that's why so many of those songs like really stick out in my head because you literally heard them for <laughs> ever. I love this. She just lights something on fire. By the way, did you play the Conan video game? Which one? The one on the computer that uh it's pretty new. It's like I an think MMO? it's like MMO. Uh Age of Hyboria or Hyperborea or something. Um Age of Conan. Age of Conan, yeah. Yeah. But it has the word Hyperborea or Hyboria in there too. I thought it looked pretty cool, but I never played it. It did look good, but I don't think it's very popular. Yeah. That looked like a glove. Like a Mickey Mouse glove in the suit. <laughs> you ever see those South Park ones? With Mickey? Oh, Mickey's like an awful person that runs Disney. Like beats up the Jonas Brothers. Whoa. When do we get to see Conan kick the lamp? See, look at that. She cut a dude's arm off. She's better at sword wielding than Conan is. Did you see her, like, spin oh. Boom! Head chop pretty, off. Cool. It gets visceral from here on out. Like, right there. It cuts the dude's go. stomach open. Yeah. Yes! He just kicked the lamp! Don't need no light he there. He freaking cuts this dude's stomach open. Look at that, though. God, Subutai is awesome. Conan, like, totally cuts this dude's stomach open, and then there's just, like, this lamp, and he just, boom, kicks it o over, like, so hard. There's the diaper guy. Cuts his stomach open. <laughs> I like the, like, explosion that happened. Have you ever cut a dude's stomach open with a sword? No. Have you? Yeah. That's, that scene reminded me of uh, Nacho Libre, when that... The woman that's like really into nacho like goes into her holes in the wall 
Do you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Oh, man. I've only seen Nacho Libre once. I love that movie. It's so funny. These guys apparently were football players. Really? Yeah, that's why they're so... It was really hard to find people who are as big as Conan. See, look. Yeah, here's your head. Hot soup. <laughs> you. But yeah, obviously they wanted guys who are bigger than Conan so that you actually like kind of felt uh, there was like a sense of worry for him. But there's not at all. I've never read a book and worried about Conan before, and that's why it's so fun to read because yeah. it's like you know so stress free. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, okay, he's chained to the wall. He's going to wait for someone to come rescue him, and then at his very lowest moment, he's just going to break the chains, free of the wall, and then use the chains to kill his captors. Yeah. Like, it's... There's a scene when he gets thrown into, like, this wolf pit in one of the books, and he howls at everyone, and he manages, like, I don't know what happens, like, he manages to, like, drag someone down into the pit with him when he goes down there. And he kills a few wolves with his bare hands, and then he runs down the hallway, like, where the wolves were released from. And there's a guy, like, standing at this gate that's closed, and he's on the other side of the gate. He could have just stayed there, but he's like, oh, hey, I'll try and kill Conan. And he, like, sticks his spear out, and Conan just rips it from his hands, and then jabs the dull end into the guy's chest and kills him. <laughs> wow. So awesome. I would not want to break my sternum. Sounds like an awful... Way to get painful. Awful way to get painful. No. Here's kicking in, John. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell are those guys? I was trying to figure that out too. More guards. Oh, this is where she dies, isn't it? I kind of feel like her makeup looks the best, the most. So dumb. I do like the little wall jump. Yeah. So cheesy, but so awesome. Tulsa Doom. I gotta pee again. Go for it. Mark Marin? Yeah. They're going to learn why to feel the night, mate! Right, mate? I don't know what you're referring to. I'm just making a stupid accent. <laughs> this movie. This movie brings back so many memories. How many times did we watch this? I don't remember watching it that many times. Really? Yeah, maybe two, three. What do you remember watching the most? Like, when it's like, hey, you want to watch a movie? That's a good question. Give me some options. Pulp I Fiction. I 
forgotten. Yeah, we watched that a few times. Um, I don't know what else we watched. I just my biggest memories of things we watched were like anime. Yeah. Uh, well, anime was its own deal because that was you know took all night, thirteen hours. Yeah. His snake arrow. I came back just assuming you guys would have like a frozen picture of boobs on the screen. <laughs> the fr frozen boobs are in the freezer. I mean, <laughs> we were gonna invite you to take part in our serial killing ring later after the movie, but you just have to freeze their boobs in the freezer as a trophy. <laughs> Too far? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty weird. The wizard! I told him I would pay the gods! I feel like I could do voice acting work. <laughs> so here she dies because of the snake arrow. She's really pretty cool. And then he pulls it out and it turns into like a squiggly snake and he throws it away. That was pretty crazy. How did they do that? I don't know. I mean, he like holds up the squiggly snake and then he's like. And it turns into like a solid yeah. thing. It's probably just a piece of wood that's painted. And then he shoots it. And then it skits her. And then he's pulling it. And then he holds it up and it's like. And then it's like squiggly again. And she dies. Really. Yeah. So this next scene is kind of like all I really want to see that much. I don't really care about the ending. I can't hardly remember, like... Because I'm going to leave at 9. If that's okay. That was fine. 8.30. I have to work in the morning. <laughs> but, uh... I went there today and you had some decent sales, but nothing really... Nah. I didn't see you. I wasn't there. 12.30, 1 o'clock. I wasn't in there for very long. Huh. I've seen it because two weeks back, the gun cases, there's a few soft gun cases for like eight bucks. It's a pretty good deal. It was. I should have bought one. I was like, oh, I'll be going on for another week. They're 20 bucks now. <laughs> it's like the Steam sale. Yeah, I went to go buy my brother Wasteland 2, and it's off sale. I thought it would be on sale today. I know, I thought they'd have sales today, too. Because it said, it said January, 2nd. January 2nd. No, they meant 10 a.m. on January 2nd. Yeah. That really ticked me off, actually. Thanks for uh, Planetary Annihilation, by the way. Yeah, we should play it. If it's multiplayer, I don't know if it is. It's it is. fun. Have you played it yet? A little bit, yeah. I got kind of overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta start and like remember this is like a normal RTS and just like play it like that, like yeah. try to get resources and it's kind of like Supreme Commander. That's what I felt like too. Fire won't keep up there. And then it does. The wizard is astounded. Now the wizard is a character in. The wizard's uh, one of the main characters in uh, Conan the Destroyer. He is Conan, Sumerian. He won't cry. So I cry for him. 
Oh my god! Is that guy in the other movie? Nope. Does he die? No, he doesn't die. They're friends. They just part ways. He goes surfing. He reminds me. He uh, surf ninjas. <laughs> he reminds me of a character in the story in the Robert Jordan um, books of Conan, uh, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he's like one of the main characters. He becomes like one-eyed. Um, but that's who I always imagine uh, Subutai as in the books is that one-eyed guy. He becomes, like, one of Conan's best friends for a while. <laughs> you notice that, like, red flash and, like... Yeah. Was that her necklace? I think it was. She had it... When Conan left that one night, she had it. He put it right by her bed. What? The red... Oh, yeah, the serpent's eye or whatever. Yeah. The eye of the serpent. The eye of the serpent. <laughs> you sound like a bad guy in Berserk. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I've only watched it in Japanese, so I don't know what the, you guys are talking about. Remember what? when you and me and Charlie watched that entire show on the little portable DVD player like screen? It was Is like that... five inches wide. Oh yeah, in the living room floor. We watched it twice all the way through. Twice? Okay. I watched it once all the way through with you guys. Yeah, that was on the TV. Yeah, that was... It was like... I remember that and think so, like, fondly back on it all the time. Yeah. Like, it was, like, December, like, 29th or something. Yeah, it was, like, snowing super outside. super cold. Yeah. We just loaded up the fire at your place and, like, watched it from, like, 7 p.m. until we finished. It's eight hours long. Eight? Is yeah. that all? That's a kid. It's it twenty-five, so twenty-six episodes, twenty minutes apiece. So if you assume twenty-four episodes, twenty minutes apiece, that's three an hour. So divide by three, it's eight hours. So twenty-four divided by three. We did things like that a lot, though. I remember uh, we watched Neon Genesis all in one setting. Do you guys remember that? Were yeah. you were you there? It was weird. So. Oh my god! And you're like tripping balls by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. We did that with another samurai. Afro I didn't like that one. No. Afro was, Samurai was only six episodes, but then else. there was one that was twelve episodes long, and I remember it was all about it was it was, it was all about like, like their draw their, out, yeah. and they like hold the sword between their two fingers to get that like extra. Yeah. I was like, yeah. why not just make their sword longer? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, pot, plot foiled. Yeah, right there. I mean, it just was so weird, and there was hardly was any really fighting slow. in it. Yeah. We watched it because Charlie wanted to watch it. Remember that other one we watched that was about them in the afterlife? Um, like, they die and then they go to this other, like... Habane Rame or whatever? Yeah! Habane Rame or whatever. I don't think I ever watched all of it, but I... Oh, it's worth it. seeing. It's I more of, like, a wind-down anime. Like, I watched it all, all alone the first time by, like... I watched an episode a night for two weeks. And then we watched it again, me, John, and Charlie, and Joe... And then Joe, like, on the 10th episode, was like, I'm done. Who's Joe? Joe. You're a foreign exchange student. Oh, Joe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just picked some, like, arbitrary name. Because we tried to watch anime with him, but he never... We went through this phase where we were watching, like, kind of lame animes. Because we had watched everything we wanted to. Like, we went through and watched, like, all of Cowboy Bebop and Berserk and Fooly Cooly and... That was the music one, right? 
Really cool, yeah. yeah. With the yeah. pillows. Yeah. That was only like five episodes. Six episodes. Is that all? Yeah. Short. So good, though. But the episodes feel kind of long because they're like exactly 30 minutes. So this is my favorite scene in this entire movie where they go to like the graveyard of kings or whatever it is. It's like their last stand. And it's their last stand against like Thulsa Doom's like best fighters. And uh... I like movies that have last stands. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> like the movie. Last, the last stand? stand. <laughs> Based off this scene. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, if it's not a movie, we need to make it a movie. It's called The Last Stand, based off this. It's sort of like the Battle of the Five Armies, where yeah. it's just like the Battle of Five Armies. Yeah. But ours is just The Last Stand. <laughs> it's basically like the Alamo plus yeah. some others. Aren't they remaking the Alamo? I heard that they were, which they shouldn't. No. Grant me one request, Crom. Grant me revenge. And if you do not listen, then to hell with you. <laughs> yeah, that's Conan does that once in all of the stories I can remember where he's like prays to Krom and he's like he's like, just give me the strength I need to like get get me to the next place where I can continue fighting for survival. And he kind of like he's just walking and walking and walking and then he's like, eh, fuck Krom. <laughs> I'll do it myself, like I always do. Freaking full-on hits that guy with an axe. I love the helmet he's wearing. It really brings it all together. Makes me funny. It makes me funny. Taylor, <laughs> how much have you played Mountain Blade Warband? Because uh, it is the best game ever. It's made. really awesome. I've, I haven't played it in a while. This... But I remember being sick one day, and I played it for nine hours. That oh, day. I... One time played that game for like 19 hours straight. It's so good. Yeah, that's a. This scene always reminds me of it Warband. It does. Because. It's like riding around in a circle. Yeah, you're trying to like kill the guys. Down. Yeah. Yeah. And then you fall off your horse and you become like Conan, where you like stand next to objects where horses can't charge you. <laughs> I always feel bad for all the horses in these kind of movies. I don't. A lot of times they, they chose to side with these guys. <laughs> a lot of times they break their legs. In the movie? Like, in the like filming? In, in, yeah, in filming. Yeah. Not, not a lot of times, but it happens. Yeah. The horses are highly trained, but... Yeah. But, you, like, for a horse, a broken leg, hey, that's... Glue factory. <laughs> I love the helmet that Subutai is wearing, too. Yeah. I like that I one. like how they, they stick their arrows in the ground. Yeah, that's what you do. I know. Smart. Gotta love a good archer. Yep. You watched Arrow at all? I'm on the second season. <sighs> so good. Yeah, I really like it. I love that show. I actually started watching the show uh, Vikings. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, me and Cody watched that. Is it? I've good? only seen the first season. Yeah, it was fine. I've heard it was pretty good. I haven't seen it. I liked it a lot. It was, like, pretty good, but I was just... Is that a History Channel deal? Yeah. Yeah. Hits him in the head with a hammer, and he's fine. Yeah, it was like a... I don't know. It almost sounds like... Yeah. It looked like a foam hammer, like... Or one of those blow-ups, like... Oh, I love this scene! Charge the horse. That's, like, one of the number one most used gift faces. 
Yeah. Oh, but that's what I was going to tell you when we were talking about you're the man now, dog. They had the one where he's on the tree and he's like laughing because he sees the guy like running down and he's like laughing. I'm like, bah, ha, 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 ha. but then when Subutai comes up again, it's the Kool Aid Man <laughs> like running across oh, the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> and he stabs him in the butt. Anyone who hasn't seen, uh, who, who has seen Conan, rather, and wants to enjoy it again, I highly recommend the uh, DVD commentary. It's uh, really fascinating. It's between the director and, um, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's like 15 years after they made the movie, or more. No, it's probably like 25 years. And they just talk about it, and he talks about, the director talks about the production, and... Boom! Sets the trap! Oh, oh so awesome. That was brutal. Yeah. yeah. He is smart. Conan is one of the smartest. I mean, he outsmarts wizards in every book. I love how he just crouches up from the camera. <laughs> yeah. One of my best camera effects. Oh, and then he's going to fight this guy. So this is when um, she's going to save him soon. That guy is pretty big. Oh, he's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's taller than uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And yeah. a... See, right there. I never understood him. She hit him in the face with her sword. Yes! There you go, you're waiting for that. Valeria, do you want to live forever? That kind of reminded me of... Uh... She can't, She comes back as a Valkyrie, if it wasn't clear. Like, she's she was admitted into Valhalla for sacrificing herself for Conan, I guess. I don't know. What were you going to say, though? I thought you said that that was... Only it's not in the books. Okay. It's in the movie. Oh, never mind. Valeria isn't a character in the books, though. Conan has a new love interest every book. Kind of like James Bond. Exactly like James Bond. He's like James Bond of Samaria. <laughs> Dude. I love how he just cuts the crap out of him. <laughs> He's Conan. He always wins. Always. Oh, he kills her, yeah. Oh, another arrow snake. Snake arrow. Oh, he stops her. Yeah, that's right. Father? Yeah, because he's like a priest. Oh. And then the snake, like... Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Such a victorious yell. And that's his father's sword. Uh, from the beginning, and it's broken. And that's very symbolic in and of itself. It means that he himself is stronger 
than his father. He forged his own path. And everything that got him here is behind him now. Right? Right, Taylor? That's I don't right. like how greeny that is right there. I know, it almost looks... Yeah. Green screen. They were done shooting for like two weeks before they decided they needed that. <laughs> so that's the end of the movie? Uh, that's where I want to end. Alright. If that's okay. Yeah. You could put it on if you want and we could just talk about other stuff, but... Um, so, John. Yes, sir. As good as you remember? Yeah, I really like the snake cult. <laughs> I do. John loves them snakes. <laughs> if you catch my drift. Well, when I was a kid, there's one some cheesy movies on TV, and there was another snake cult in it. Believe it or not, and it reminds me of this. Could have been this movie, to be honest with you. You still See, carry this movie? Reminds you of this movie? This movie. <laughs> that, yeah, everything's cyclical. <laughs> he kills a guy with a broken sword. To be fair, though, his father's sword looked way more badass than his sword. And also, his father's sword is on the cover. Like, it's in, like, the logo. Like, the sword goes through the Sea of Conan. And oh. it's his father's sword. It's not his Atlantean sword. Doesn't something like this happen in the new movie? Like, there's, like, some priest. Yeah. And... Was it, a, was it a remake of this movie? I can't even remember. Pretty much all of the people... It's not a remake of this movie. It's a reimagining. It's a reboot. Of I mean, this it's, movie, though. This, like, story. The same story? Not the same story. Okay. No. I couldn't remember. But I just remember it's him... very like, similar. Up ...this, like, tall temple. I don't remember that, uh, but... Maybe I remember... The bad guy in Conan, in that one, is the bad guy from Avatar. Like, the colonel in Avatar. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie for a long time. I hate the line in the new one, though. He's like, I... He's like, I fight, I love, and I slay. And that is enough. I'm like, oh, God! That's nowhere... It's like, I always... I imagine, like, the writers in the room just like, all right, guys, now we need to have our uh, our equivalent of what is best in life. <laughs> and, and it's not even close! The cheesiest line in this movie is one of the best. I mean, Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies. To see them driven before you. To hear the lamentation of the women. I fight, I love, I slay, and it is enough? Yeah. Oh, cry me a river. It's kind of true. What would his world be without James Earl Jones? Because without James Earl Jones, he doesn't become the man he is now. And he probably would have been a petty, groveling uh, savage of the northern wastelands and never have risen to have been the king of Aquilonia. <laughs> Took care of that. I like how he uses his father's sword, though. Yeah, that's true. Very symbolic of revenge. <laughs> God, 
That's so awesome. I don't even care. <laughs> if you had to rate this movie, John, if you had to rate this movie on the Cineman scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? 12. Easy. On our scale? <laughs> 12. That's funny because I was going to say 12. <laughs> you fuck. What about you, Taylor? That's great the, on the Cineman scale of 1 to 10, what do you give it This is my first one, so I don't really know your scale. Oh, we've never rated anything before. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first time. <laughs> a matter of fact, I don't think we've ever talked about a movie nearly as much as we talked about this. That's because it's a good, bad movie. It is. And we've all seen it enough, I think. Well, at least me and John have seen it enough that we I didn't have seen, to watch it. I think it. this is like, my third time seeing it. This is probably my 20-something. <laughs> It's one of those movies that I used to turn on my computer a lot. Yeah, same here. I, exactly. I used to do the same I, thing. I could see that. And it's like, oh, I want to draw, or I want to write, or I want to just like strum my guitar, or I want to do this. Room. And I, yeah, yeah, I would put this movie on and just go for it. Yeah. And then, not only that, so I had it on my computer forever, but then uh, one time I was at Best Buy and I saw that they had the uh, double edition. They had Conan the Barbarian and the Destroyer for $10 Ooh. with digital... Whoops, with director's commentary for both. So that was cool. Yeah, it's a steal. Yeah, and uh, honestly... Ten bucks for a great movie and then the other one you can use as a coaster? Uh, it was on one disc. Oh. <laughs> you can flip it over. No <laughs> but, I mean, it's, 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 come on, guys. Like, let's, I mean, Conan the Destroyer is pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty yeah. bad, but... It's all, it's cool. I mean, see, I always like in the sense I almost feel like it's a lot closer to the stories because everything that happens in it is a lot more fantastic. Like, I do hate the sort of the gathering of his team. Like he goes and he gets everyone on his team and you know, who was the basketball player that was in that? Bombada. Oh, help me, Bombada. That was his name. Some basketball player though. Is it uh Akeem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, yeah. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Okay. Akeem Abdul... Yeah. I've seen that movie once, I think. Well, and yeah. then he fights the giant demon thing at the end, remember? Isn't it like a... Like the horn demon? Yeah, that's right. And every time I watch it, I'm like, is this like a sexy horn demon movie? <laughs> I like how he throws that thing and, like, almost nothing happens. Yeah. Except right now. And then it blows up, probably. I'm sure it catches fire because it's stone. <laughs> you wanted sense. to end the movie okay, like, and it was like five minutes ago <laughs> whatever I thought there was like an hour <laughs> I yeah. thought there was a lot more just the stone temple burning I guess it's made of wood I don't know that's cool yeah so Taylor yeah, see, I you, think you never rated I it I know though. I never rated there it there he is oh. That's pretty epic. That is. I think that this movie is in almost like a class of its own. I know, like, I agree. I don't know, like... It's, so did Conan return the wayward daughter of the king, Osric, to her home, and having no further concern, he and his companions sought adventure in the west. Many wars and feuds did Conan fight. Honor and fear were heaped upon his name. In time, he became a king by his own hand. But that is another story. 
And I love that picture of him right there. That's though. epic. Like, it's so I badass. Know, like, you could tell there's flames behind Have him. Have you ever seen the art of Conan? Like, there's a book, and it's all of this artwork inspired by... And it's all this... And it looks exactly like that. Wait, yeah. so you'd have painted on the side of a bang kind of artwork? <laughs> yeah, almost. Because that's what this movie reminds me of. Yeah. Because that's what that is. <laughs> I'm really sorry I interrupted you, though. You said the movie's a class of its own, and... Yeah, I mean, I don't... I can't really think of another movie quite like it. Like... I don't know. In some ways, like, I feel almost... There's certain parts of it that remind me of, like, Mad I, Max. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like, kind um, of when they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, which is and awesome. And, like, uh, the Thunderdome kind of... Yeah, he's pit fighting. On, mm-hmm. pit fighting. I don't know. It, it might just be the era, too, but... It I is that era. I, mean. I don't know. It, it's definitely not my favorite movie. It's not... I don't think I like it near as much as you guys do, but there's a lot of, like, cool cinema yeah. that goes on with it. I'd probably give it a nine. <laughs> you guys are all bad. <laughs> Two twelves and a nine. I don't think he understands how the Cineman scale works. Just kidding. We don't either. We just made it up right now. Maybe we would have accepted a negative two. Zero out of five, or one, one to five, then, then we would be out of our scale. That's true. But I agree. It is definitely, there's not many movies that are like it. I've, and, yeah. and it does, it stands on its own. For being such a bad movie, yeah. it was, I mean, it was a Hollywood tentpole movie when it yeah. came out. Like, it was, I mean, it had James Earl Jones. Yeah. I, it was 1982. When did Return of the Jedi come out? 83. Yeah. Yeah. So, it had James Earl Jones. I mean, and this wasn't his first movie either. He did other movies. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, I'm pretty sure he had a career before this movie came out. Yeah. Mr. Universe. <laughs> Look at that, though. He has a spear right there. Yeah, that shot right there is epic. He looks like a... Fr- I, he's got a full beard on his face. Yeah. I would like to have that he's in the wearing poster. It. I, I would, too. <laughs> hey, look. Universal. I know we're just a small little podcast and everything, but I know some places you can send some Conan, King of Aquilonia posters from the end of your movie, Conan the Barbarian, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Earl Jones. And that surfer guy. And Jerry Lopez. I always say Jerry Garcia when I mean Jerry Lopez. (laughs) Wow. Very similar names. (laughs) Look at his cool greaves. Yeah. Look at his sweet freaking, like, cheetah cape. And you know someone wasn't like, My lord, let me slay a jaguar for you for your cape. No, he probably fought a freaking... uh, freaking jaguar, killed it, skinned it himself. I mean, it's like the wolves. It's just (laughs) like the wolves. That was pretty funny. And you know those bangle those bangles on his arm aren't just like for decoration. He's probably blocked a few sword blows with those. I want his chair. I like his chair too, actually. That spear is massive. Badass looking. What's on the like right below the blade? Those like gold like it just looks like some sort of decoration. Yeah. It doesn't look like anything practical. Yeah, I don't know. In it like in a way it also just has 
like almost like a feeling kind of like Lord of the Rings to me. Yeah, it's. Like I mean, a it's a high fantasy movie. Yeah, I mean, it's. But the the realm, like, I just, I just like the realm that they create. Yeah, so much the land. It's such. It's like a gritty. Type it does. It feels very gritty, very which I like realistic, a lot. very. I bet if you analyze it a lot more, it's almost like, um, more of like a almost like a western type of style. Especially I can agree. The last like, stand. like Yojimbo, the Last Stand, yeah, yeah. totally yeah. western. Yeah, because Yojimbo is definitely yeah. western. Like all those samurai flicks are uh-huh. totally western. I can get yeah. on board with that a lot. I mean. Just like, especially the attention to that it pays to like making the land almost its own character in a yeah. sense, like because that's in the western. It's like you got all your characters, you got your good, the bad, the ugly, and then you have the desert. Like, yep, that's true. You know, very good point. And that's always a feature in westerns. Like whenever you think about it, it's like the desert is just as important as everyone else. Yeah, even in western books, you know. So I can definitely see that. And in Lord of the Rings, you know, that's probably why you can say that because obviously Peter Jackson did his best to make everyone feel like they were in Middle-earth. Right. And that's because when you, you know, I don't know, you we could go into detail about the different types of storytelling and, and Orson Scott Card's uh, The Mice Quotient. You got four different types of stories. You got the, uh, you got your your idea story. You have your character story. You have your event story and you have your uh my milu milu i don't know what it is but it's basically your setting and lord of the rings is the perfect like setting story yeah um my milu milu i think whenever sorry i don't really write much but when i did write i always wanted to kind of capture that yeah the right landscape and right like yeah setting yeah, for sure. Because once you get the setting, I feel like you can develop your characters and like a lot of. I agree shapes because it shapes setting. people. Like I always think about now because I thought about I always thought about you know Lord of the Rings a lot, but I think a lot now that I've read it, Wizard of Earthsea. Yeah. Because they live in like this land where it's it's called Earthsea, you know, because it's like the sea, but there's like a thousand different islands, and mm-hmm. everyone is a sailor. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, it kind of starts, the the book starts in a very similar way that, like, The Name of the Wind starts, and he's like, I did all of these things, now here's my story. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing, like, Wizard of Earth, he's like, he's the Archmage, he's, like, friends with dragons, he's this, he's this, but, but before all that, he was a great sailor. <laughs> <laughs> and it just starts the story that way. And, uh... You know what's great about books, or just stories that do that, is, like... You hear what they've done, yeah. and then you're like excited. So to much learn. more. I know. Like, That's why I read Name been. of the Wind because yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. He treads paths by moonlight that others are afraid to tread during the day. <laughs> I must read. He wrote songs that made minstrels weep. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, it's not always easy for them to live up to what your expectations are. No. So you always expect when they say they're all these like amazing things that the the way that they became those will be such like a brilliantly constructed story and it's yeah. not always that. That's why you would be best to just leave certain things to the imagination right. in that sense because what we imagine is always going to be better than what right. the reality yeah. is. 
And that's sort of the way it is with Conan. Like, I, a lot of his exploits are just, like, kind of up to your imagination. Like, there's not a single story that shows you how he was king, like, how he became king. It describes it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they talk about it, but there's nothing that shows him, like, you know, so you just assume, like, he became king by his own hand. Right. Like, I mean, he, I think he killed the previous king in some form of something or so, rather, but... But, uh... That's why, like, certain songs that... I mean, a song is not very long. Yeah. And so sometimes when they make songs about things like that, it's just, like... Yeah. Really intriguing. Yeah. I can't think of a song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either, but... But, uh... Man, we've been going for a while. Oh, not that long. This movie's not that long. It's only two hours and something minutes. Yeah. Huh. I thought it was closer to three hours. Well, TV time was two and a half hours. That's true, yeah. Minus the commercials. Fascinating. So, Taylor, thank you for coming on. Yeah, it was, yeah thank you. Thank you for coming all the way down to the studio and joining us. <laughs> it's a bit of a drive. So, um... Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know. It was awesome. It was fun. Um... God, this is like literally the first time we've talked this much about the movie we're watching. Other times it's just like, you remember when we did that and then we made fart noises? <laughs> it's just like, it's like literally like just us making jokes the whole time. Like our first episode, me and John get shit faced. It seems like we're just like, we're just like, I listened to some of that first episode. And it's just us, like, quoting the show <laughs> as it's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's right. so crazy. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm glad that uh, you come out and yeah, join fun. us. And Maybe you need to have third third wheel more often. Maybe. I don't know. We, we could do something sometime in the future. Oh, I'm not trying to invite myself. Oh, good. Because there's no easy way to tell you that you're not coming again. Because <laughs> yeah. you really sucked. <laughs> like, I think that our podcast is going to lose all of his listeners after this. Probably. All of its listener? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> don't no. mind Taylor's crudeness. It's only listener is red. <laughs> <laughs> I do listen to some of my podcasts sometimes. Uh, That's, I remember when we were, like, in a band... I would go on and like we would have the only view or only place for our songs. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> oh, hey, but you know if you haven't done it though, you should. Um, you should lo- obviously listen to this one when we yeah, publish it. And for sure. Listen to the other ones that we do here and at Awesome Internet Radio, AirPodcast.com. Uh, Taylor, are you on social media at all? Do you tweet? No. Do you? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have Facebook, but I you don't, don't need to get the world really on Facebook. Need to do that. John, what about you? I haven't even checked my Facebook in like six months. So. <laughs> John does have a Twitter, but he I, I he can light fires. It. I can light fires. He can do signal fires. So stick around. <laughs> um, he does have a Twitter, but he created it and then never went on it. <laughs> I had a Twitter that got hacked. And was sending spam to all my Twitter followers. Bummer. <laughs> so, uh, I deleted it. Well, I, for one, can be reached on Twitter. At Red is Awesome. That's R-E-T-T is Awesome. And you can also hit uh, our podcast stuff up on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. 
or you can go to airpodcast.com and keep up with all of our stuff over there. Um, and if you guys really want, we have a cool feature. Um, I don't think we've talked about it much on Cineman, but if you would like to have your voice heard on the show, you can call in. No one will answer, but you can leave a, a voicemail and tell us exactly what you think. Just let us know that you're <laughs> listening to Cineman, and you could say, Conan the Barbarian sucks, and you're stupid for watching that stupid movie, and I wasted two hours of my life, and I hate you. Etc., etc., etc. Or you could tell us how much you love Conan and how great it is, and then we'll put your voice on. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll just delete. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you can tell us anything you want. You can tell us that Taylor sucks. Or that he's cool. Mostly, though, we all know that he sucks. But you can call that number at 657-888-3835. That's 657-888-DUEL. Because <laughs> our flagship podcast is Duel of Taints. And uh, awesome or anything else didn't fit on. So just tell us that you're wanting cinema. You'll be prompted. You can follow directions, can't you? Good. Anything else to add? No, I think that's, uh, that's, uh, that's good. John's a man of many words. <laughs> this has been your dose of cinnamon for the week. <laughs> so once again, I'm Rhett. Taylor. John. <laughs> <laughs> hate you both so much. Uh, and I guess that's it for Cinnamon. You betcha. Okay, thanks, bye.